Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is Linda Fontana, President of the CEO Resource Board in Vancouver, Canada. Linda has worked successfully as a business owner, spending over 25 years as a business consultant, speaker, training development, and a talent and leadership specialist in Canada and the U.S., providing customized management and training solutions for organizations, business leaders, and their employees. Linda was nominated for the Canadian Woman Entrepreneur Awards and has respected the true Canadian pioneering spirit in leading and supporting business since 1988. Today, she leads the CEO Resource Board, working with leaders in support of growth through an executive leadership form, unlocking collective wisdom and stretching true potential for over 11 years in tandem with Linda's own recruiting firm, Fine Sales Talent, for the past 17 years. The focus of this week's session is on behavioral science. For humans to thrive in a world of increasing automation, we must make the most of our distinctive human strengths. Linda, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thanks a lot, Ian. It's nice to be back. Glad, nice glad to, be. to have you back. And I know, I know you're yeah. busy with so much going on. It's uh, wonderful that you're able to spend the time with oh, me and our listeners today. That, that's okay. wonderful. So the, the automation, the, what's going on in the world? And it's, it's on a rocket, right? The automation is everywhere. Everywhere. It is. And it confuses. It can be, can be confusing at times. What would be the most complex function to automate, in your opinion, Linda? You're a specialist in this. Well, field. you know, I think uh, in manufacturing and service companies, automation is, is, is key, you know, for getting things out the door, I guess, quickly. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, the, the toughest, believe it or not, is uh, the hardest activities is involving managing and developing people. So thank goodness for that, because both of us would be out of a job um, if they could automate that, right? So, you know, it, it's all about how are we managing and developing people, or, you know, that, that would be the toughest thing to, for any business owner to, to, um, to try to automate, right? For sure. I mean, people development yeah. is, a, is a human science, like you thought. Automation can play a great role in the world of, you know, sales and leadership from a tools perspective and information and data, et cetera. But the actual development of the people, that's a whole nother thing. It's right. And so, you know, as human beings, we're really uniquely well-placed, right, to be able to inspire and innovate and, and really display our profound wisdom um, to, you know, to, to, to a group of people, right? So um, it's, yeah. 
so we're 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 lucky that we're we're both in the in the field of um, managing and developing people, and then we're going to try to automate us for sure. That's for sure, for sure, and it takes years of experience to to, to build up the knowledge base to be able to do that. Um, and no, the yeah. I, I I love that that I just love the whole category, the topic of behavioral science because it's people, it's human beings. Exactly. Yeah. Can, can, can you explain behavioral science and why it has a place in supporting performance? Well, you know, we all have behaviors that dominate our actions, right? And our reactions. And that's as human beings, we either react or, you know, we, we take action or we're reacting to things on a day-to-day basis. And it's really how naturally we really react to conditions around us. And, you know, I'm going to give you an example that just happened a few weeks ago and, and the listeners will kind of, kind of go, oh my goodness, you went through that. But, you know, I, I was driving along a road in my own community um, that houses a bridge and I noticed a young man staring down at the water from, from a, you know, from the ledge of, of a bridge, right? And alongside of me, we're driving with, a, there were other cars seeing this exact same picture and perhaps many of them probably didn't see what I saw. I saw this young man just kind of looking at the water. I'm thinking to myself instinctively, I think this guy's going to jump. And so I drove by, you know, looking back through my rearview mirror. And I said to myself, okay, you know, Linda, you better go turn back. Because I think that guy is really going to jump off that bridge. So I did. I, 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 you know, turned the vehicle around. And I was in a convertible. So I was able to kind of go right alongside the bridge there. And I said, you know, I was able to coach him down off that ledge quite gently and put him into my car. And, and, and this was an example. Like if you talk about behavioral science, like some of us, you know, they, they, they could have been, well, some of us could have taken the same steps I did, you know, that just kind of rushed in there and said, what the heck are you doing? Don't jump off that bridge. Um, others might have just, you know, maybe dialed 911 alerting someone that there's a jumper on the bridge, right? So it's not like there's no judgment there, but it's really all about how naturally we react. And behaviorally, some of us in stress, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to deal with it. Um, others, we, we, we kind of perform right, right to where there's a stressful situation. We just kind of, you know, say, try to, um, t- take action, um, to, to support the situation. Um, and, and so it kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of, of how natural, you know, our natural instincts, um, is really what we kind of do. Either we, you know, like the ability of taking charge or we're, we're supporting, um, someone taking charge. It's just, our natural strengths and abilities. Well, first of all, Linda, what a what an act of, uh, of compassion! Uh, congratulations, you probably saved a young man's life by by your action. I like how you said action or reaction, and that's really what it is, right? We can yeah, proactively do can, something, or we react to something. Correct, and and you know, it, it takes a split second to take you know to react the right way or the wrong way. I mean, it's just we're it's not there's no judgment of someone, you know, actually didn't even see that young man. Like, we have to be alert enough to, to look at things around us, too. That's behaviorally something to think about as well, right? Sometimes a lot of us just don't even think about what's happening around us to actually see an event like that and make a difference, right? Absolutely. Awareness. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge, huge thing, for sure. Now, I, I know is. you're a believer in behavioral science. You've been teaching it. You've been involved in the community for many, many years. Uh, and, and you're a, a big believer of a certain platform called DISC. What does right. DISC stand for? What, what are the, what is the acronym? Well, well, DISC actually, give you a bit of history on DISC. You know, DISC, um, 
was developed like way back in 1928 by a guy called William Marson. And at the time, he was a lawyer and he was also a psychologist. And he was actually a great contributor to the polygraph um, in those days. Um, and, and an individual in the 50s, his name is Walter Clark, actually developed the DISC profile to actually further assist um, employers to find qualified employees. And, and so that has been, you know, that the DISC profile has been around since the 50s, believe it or not. So it's a, it's a science that, that, has, that has gone through time and have been extremely effective. And as a company, we've used it, you know, for the last 30 years. And it, it is um, a remarkable tool to kind of um, support, you know, behavioral science, I guess. Um, and it's really how individuals, you know, how they solve problems, you know, how they relate to others, you know, their kind of their pace and their energy level. And, and really, you know, how they respond to rules and regulations. And DISC is, is like D stands for dominant, um, I stands for in, influential, and S is steady, and the C part is the compliance component. So we are all those four things as individuals. There's not, we can't just say, okay, we're all just about being dominant. No. Like in that situation with me on the bridge, I, you know, obviously in my behavioral quadrant or profile, um, I, I'm, I'm really a D. A, a DIC, <laughs> so you know the dominance is is my is my higher value, and so you know I will take action if I see a situation. So that's that dominant element, and but but we, we house a lot of other components like the influence, being steady, being compliant. It's, it's it depends on certain circumstances, but under stress, individuals you usually go to your 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 main individual strength. And for myself, under stress, I'd go under being dominant around, you know, how do I solve the problem? And a lot of leaders probably have a big D component to their personality as well. I like what you said about under stress or, or in an anxious situation. We, we, it's almost like an instinct. We go back to our default. What, is, what has been proven to help us our but, whole life? Right, because naturally that's who we are. And, you know, to find someone's natural strength is such a... Um, it's a very supportive tool, right? And they, you know, once they understand where the strength lies, they can they can work around other things that they're ha having more challenges with, right? So when they do a profile and they're able to kind of go, hey, geez, you know, like 60% of myself, I'm a D, and the rest, you know, like as far as, you know, how I respond to rules and procedures, I like winging it, you know, like so being a compliant might not be something that I would, you know, being an accountant wouldn't be something I would like to do, you know, a person would, with a, that doesn't have much of a C. So it's just really kind of figuring out where their, their natural strengths are and then focusing on that, right? It's, it's a fascinating topic. I've, I've long been a student of, uh, of the whole notion of behavioral science. And it, it's so important in, in the world of communication and building relationships. And good many, of our listeners did, right? good many of our listeners today are either in sales, sales leadership, they're running a company, they're in marketing, and they're all about relationships and communication. So uh, how is this, you know, you know the, the whole personality profile, Linda, how is that used yeah. today in business? Well, it, it is used in, in sales and in communication in companies. I mean, you know, it's all how we communicate together. Like 80% is all about communication. The rest is the other stuff, right? So in a company, if we're not communicating, if we don't, if we don't understand what pe what individuals in the company's needs are, um, you know, it, it's very difficult for them to kind of, you know, go in the same direction. 
So in a lot of times in companies, we do, we, we actually profile employees and we work together as a team. Everyone kind of puts a t-shirt on, you know, I'm the D and I'm the I and I'm the F and I'm the C. And everyone gets to understand their behavioral strengths and why they are, you know, why, you know, others start to understand why they need certain things, right? So, you, you know, they start to learn about each other and they start to learn about each other's um, differences. Um, and things where they come together with, right, and their strengths. And so um, it's, a, it's a super supportive tool for that. Um, and, and, it's, and in a sales-related component, you know, this disc is used to kind of figure out who your clients are and what they, what they might need, right? So if you're a D, you just want information like, give me the Coles notes. I don't want to read the book. I just want the Coles notes. You know, right. if you're an influencer, you know, that guy that, that likes to talk, like we're talking right now. Um, social, you know, yeah, wants, social, yeah. Right. He just wants to be heard. You know, he just wants to be heard. And, and that's important for that individual just to be listened to and to be heard. Um, and the guy that's with a steady Eddie, you know, he's just, you know, he's just kind of being everyone's friend and supportive, you know, supportive of that person. And, um, you know, he, he just wants to feel supported with information, so to speak. And that compliant, like that accountant or that individual, like, you know, engineers are like that too. Like they're more of the compliant nature. They're, they're all about, you know, the facts, the figures, you know, the proof, you know. So, you know, in a sales related aspect, you're, you're wanting to give people like that individual just more proof, you know, more, more case studies, more facts and figures for them to swim around in, for them to make a decision type of thing. So, you know, from a sales related aspect, knowing um, be, you know, knowing those three, those four quadrants, um, especially around your client and, and knowing what to pick up on is, is huge in, in bonding with that client, right? Absolutely. I, I will say, where yeah. do you put the price on a proposal to a D on the cover letter? Because that's what they're going to go yeah. right to. <laughs> like, you know, how, like how thick right is your proposal like they, to you a know, C? You're going to measure yeah. it in pounds. It's going to be thick. Right? All the data, exactly. all the proof, the case studies. Oh, yeah. They, 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 want, they, want, they want the booklet, and they, they need to show the booklet. They feel secure about the booklet. But the D, they, they're, they're always making decisions quickly, and um, they, they just don't want to have the big, long story. Um, they just want to know the facts. They're like, give me the facts. Let me get, you know, so, so we can get to the answer, yay or nay, you know. And the D's like making decisions. So you have to give them the, the, the tools to be able to, them to make a decision quickly, right? Absolutely. And the yeah. D's love getting ticks on their to-do list. So if you're between yeah. uh, a D's next tick on their list, you better get to the point quickly because they want, they need another tick. <laughs> they love getting well, they'd be the kind of guy, I'm sure you've been there, Ian, you know, they'd be the kind of guy to look at, you know, Linda, I've got five minutes. What do you got? Right? Yes. So, yes. you know, that's a person to say, look, at, I've only got five minutes, you know, give it to me. Like, what's, you know, why are you here? And so, like, yeah. you know, as a salesperson, you you just got to be really, you know, you don't, you can't waste the deep time. They just don't want to, they just don't want to waste time, period. So you've got to be able to yeah. deliver in a way that that person can actually go, yeah, this sounds interesting. And then when it is interesting to a D, they, they give you more time, right? They will. But initially, you kind of have, yeah, initially yeah. you have to prove it. you got to prove that you're worthy of sitting there. But the influencer, you could be in front of an influencer. And even as a salesperson, you know, there's a lot of salespeople that have high eyes. And they could be talking to that, you know, that, that person they're trying to sell to all day. And they won't ask, they won't ask for the, the business. They'll say, oh, that was right. a great conversation, right? Yeah, and so, that was fun. Yeah, it, that, was a, that was an adventure. That was exactly. really fun. Yeah. So how much money did we make today? How much 
much money did yes. I make today? Oh, I had some, I, you know, I didn't make anything, but the conversations I had were fantastic, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So, knowing your audience so and knowing how properly to communicate to, to that individual, using a tool like this is a massive sales tool. It, it will, it it will shorten yeah. sales cycles. You'll get more, you know, more sales every week because of what you're doing and how you're aiming your communication. So Correct. And then doing question. your homework. Yeah. Like doing your homework on who you're, who you're actually meeting. Right. So you yeah. kind of know what to, how to present to that person because you know, you, you, you have to, you only have a few seconds to bond really. Don't you? Like you really do. It's, they don't That's, give you much absolutely. time. I, I mean, these CRM yeah. software systems, Linda, they should have in their contact database, the disk profile. Are they a D I C or arrest like i don't, don't want to go see then you then you kind of know okay what 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 what's the key indicators here you know what yeah. what you focus my attention on and and yeah and and you know there's lots of information online regarding this there's tons of it and you know you just have to put in disc and you and you're going to get tons of information so you know people that are listening if you want to learn more about it, it it's you know it's very easy to kind of research um you know those those four you know those four styles and and you can see how you can utilize it, right? Quite quite easily. Absolutely. And that that begs the question: Why would a company want to discover the styles its team members have? What would be the the, the payback? What would be the value, the outcome level? Well, you know, the, we we've done a lot of these profiling um, opportunities, workshops, really within companies, just for the fact of 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 a bonding exercise, a team building exercise, because. You know, we, we're all working together, right? And there's certain things like, let's say the, okay, let's like the accountant needs certain things done a certain way. And okay, in sales, right? The, the salesperson, a lot of them, they just don't like the paperwork, but the accountant loves the paperwork. And it's important that the accountant gets certain things done the right way. And so it's just understanding each other's needs. And, and so understanding who we are and being able to um, support, you know, people around the table with what they need. It, it brings more of a cohesive team. And so when you, when you know your boss is dominant, you know, you kind of know you're not going to waste his time. You're not going to go in there and, you know, blab away for an hour because he's just not going to give you that kind of time, right? you just got to know how to work with that. Um, but if he's, a, if he's an eye, you'll know that you can, you can grab his ear and you might be there, you know, <laughs> till 8 o'clock at night, right? So yeah, it, it's yeah. just figuring out who people are and, and then recognizing what they need and what you need. And it, so it's, from a business perspective, it really, it, it really provides some glue for a company, for the team members to kind of um, work well together. And in some companies, you know, when we've left, you know, they, they all buy these, they, they, they put these t-shirts on and sometimes they have like a disc, a disc after two where one walks around with their t-shirt, right? And it, it's quite cute because um, they all put the same, like all the D's get together and they, they put, you know, um, a logo, you know, what, a logo about who they are. Um, and so it's, a, it's really a, a, a neat bonding experience and, and, and people know how to, how to work with them, you know, effectively, right? That's, that's fabulous. And, and Linda, as we think about this post-COVID world we're living in where everyone worked from home, we were in front of computers all day long and no real human interaction and bonding going on. What a brilliant and timing is perfect for, for a, a disc workshop where you do that bonding. You get back to relationships and better get to understand how to work together. So I think the time yeah. for this is 
fabulous. Yeah, and you know, like the D again, then you come up with different terms. Like the D is a driver, right? They just want to get things done. So there's the, the person, you know, the, as a team member, you kind of go like, you know, I like getting things done. Um, and and the I is kind of like that influencers we talked about, and they might just have a big T-shirt that might say, you know, I, I want to be appreciated, right? Um, yeah. And so, like, you know, yeah, and the supporter, they just want to get along with everybody. And the accountant, well, he just wants everything, you know, he wants to get everything right, you know, get it right. So, you know, when with COVID and with everyone working remotely, you know, these we, we had, we did workshops online and it was fantastic because, you know, we got into, a, you know, um, everyone kind of was on the screen and, you know, we could, in their own home environments, we could, we could talk about, you know, um, the challenges of working as a team, you know, being in a home environment and, you know, how, how the communication was challenging to some degree because um, they're not seeing each other every day. Um, and then figuring out what everyone needed, um, the different, you know, the different styles of individual and what they needed. Um, it was, it was, it was supportive. It really was. That's, so That's fantastic. You know, you were able to do it yeah. online. Uh, that, that's terrific. Yeah. I mean, it's, you did you know, a lot of it, people. It, yeah. Yeah, it, it would, you, you have to do what you got to do, you know, when we were able to, you know, get around a table together. Um, that's, that's what you do. But, it, you know, ultimately, you do want to have face-to-face. You know, I think it's, I think we're all missing that. You know, I think we're missing that yes. energy that that brings, you know, to, the, to, the, to a company. And um, thank goodness most of the companies we're working with are back in the office, Right. And, yes. and for some individuals, they're really enjoying working part-time from home and then being that other part-time at, at work. So, you know, I think everyone's, you know, feeling, getting, getting their comfort level back, right? Yeah, and it's, it's about time. We, we went through a couple of really tough years for, for, for certain. As, yeah, as isn't world, that crazy? Really. It's crazy yeah. to think that a couple of years went by and we, and we, exactly. all, we all managed, right? And, and we all learned a little bit about ourselves, too. Um, and we I did. think a lot of people realize, you know, that they actually could get a lot of work done. Um, yes. They could get a lot of work done. And, and so I think there's a lot of time that people gained, you know, personally, um, because they were able to kind of reinvent how they did their work and realize that they could get a lot done in, different, in, in a different way, you know. So it was, it's, it's been an eye-opener for quite a few people. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Once again, my very special guest this week is Linda Fontana, president of the CEO Resource Board in Vancouver, Canada. Linda, thank you very much for being on the podcast once again. Well, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, Ian, and um, enjoy speaking to you as always. And yeah. So if anyone wants to have information around the desk, they certainly can, um, can reach us at um, support at the CEO Resource Board. Um, it's easy enough, um, and we'll be happy to kind of provide them with um, direction around the desk. And, and, and if they're interested in a workshop, for sure, we'd be happy to discuss that with them as well. That's fantastic. I'm sure many of our listeners are, are going to reach out to you. Again, Linda, thank you so much, and thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, We would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons. More wins. 
with Ian Selby.